Andy, you've been doing product things for a long time now, and you're also coaching people these days. How did you get good at this stuff? Lily, that's either the nicest thing you've said to me this week, or you're calling me old? Can it be both? Ooh, touche. Um, to actually answer your question, I made a lot of mistakes when I was starting out. Possibly all of the mistakes, though I occasionally still make a new one. Well, what if I told you there was a better way? A way that you can get better without making the same mistakes that you and, yes, me, made as we got started? <laughs> that does sound good. It also sounds a bit like coaching. Well, close. Mentoring. Which is maybe the same thing, depending on where you are in the world. And you're American, so in your hood, what is the difference between coaching and mentoring? I could tell you, but I'd rather sing about it! No, scratch that. I'd rather we talk to Devaris Brown about it. In fact, we already have. This episode is a rerun of a great chat we had with Devaris at the beginning of 2021. I remember that well. It was really great. So let's get back into it and definitely no singing, Randy. The Product Experience is brought to you by Mind the Product. Every week on the podcast, we talk to the best product people from around the globe. Visit mindtheproduct.com to catch up on past episodes and discover more. Browse for free or become a Mind the Product member to unlock premium content, discounts to our conferences around the world, and training opportunities. Mind the Product also offers free product tank meetups in more than 200 cities. There's probably one near you. Devaris, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, for anyone who doesn't already know you, do you mind giving us just a quick introduction? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am uh, Devaris Brown, currently the CEO and co-founder of Maroxa. We are a real-time data platform as a service company. And prior to that, uh, I was uh, lead product manager uh, for platform at Twitter, senior director of product management at Heroku, for developer experience, uh, man, where else? Where else have I been a product manager at? Uh, head of product <laughs> at Virtual Supply Company, known as Visco, the app, uh, platform product manager at Zendesk, and then a couple of places where I called myself a chief product officer uh, as a startup. <laughs> so that's kind of an interesting story if anybody is like, you know, I don't know if you guys have done or you all have done. Uh, the how I broke into product story, but uh, yeah, my 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 journey is non traditional, and is the best way that I felt like an engineer could could become a product manager. So, so yeah, so I was going through your through your LinkedIn. So you've been a developer, an evangelist, a product manager, a CTO, a CEO, a lecturer, and an investor. So, how did you get into product in the first place? Let's start with that. Yeah, I was uh, at Microsoft and uh, I was an engineer at Microsoft and we were on one of the most, one a, a pretty tech, fairly technical product, uh, which was at the time it was called uh, Red Dog, uh, which turned into Windows Azure. Right? I was project Red Dog and I had absolutely horrible product management. Like, I mean, it was terrible. And so, uh, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, you know, the, the, I call the product management back then just bad step parents. You know, it's just one of those like, you know, kind of do as I say uh, kind of product management styles. And then anytime that any of the engineers would ask questions, you know, they, they were like, oh, you're just not competent enough. Right. It was, it was like that, that real toxic Microsoft 2000s culture. Right. And so uh, for me, I was just like, you know what? 
I want to be on the other side of this. And then the other part of it too is like they weren't technical. So the stuff they were even asking us to do, we were just like, yeah, this this actually doesn't make any like sense for the laws of physics, right? Like <laughs> literally no way that we can get this done, right? Like literally no way. Uh, and so I just said, you know what? I want to be a product manager because at the end of the day, uh, like I'm a, I'm a decent engineer, but I'm a, I'm a better like, I, I, you know, cliche people person. So, so I just wanted to always be an advocate for engineers. And so that's why I learned about technical product management. But unfortunately, Microsoft at the time was like, yeah, you need to go get an MBA. And I'm like, I didn't even graduate undergrad. So there's no way in hell I'm going back to school uh, <laughs> and all that type of money just to, just for a job. So I did what any engineer would do is kind of hack the system. So I started a company and called myself a chief product officer. And that got, uh, company got acquired, uh, shortly thereafter. And I did it again, started another company, called myself a chief product officer. And then that company got acquired shortly after. And so that kind of cemented my ability to be a technical product manager. And I think lots of people struggle with how to break into product management. And when you speak to product managers that are looking or people that are looking to break into product, is that the the way that you recommend, you know, the, the steps that they take to, to start in product is to just, you know, start your own company or try and do product yourself? Yeah, I mean, essentially, yes. Uh, and so there, there, there are a couple of ways that you can do that, which is one, PM your career, uh, PM your life, your current career, PM your life or PM a uh, like a startup on your own. And that's kind of the advice that I give people. Right. And then there's like. <laughs> subtext underneath that but essentially is 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 just you know uh in any any aspect of life when you are playing a game you need to understand all of the rules right and so for me that under that 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 made sense for me to go get a pm mentor that had kind of been there and done that uh and so i found people that that i was cool with to just kind of give me the ropes and just understand you know uh what it is that i wanted to do and the, and the the interesting thing is, is like, you know, uh, from from a coaching aspect, what I tell people is like, you need to find three people, uh, you know, to kind of be your your career board of advisors at that point. And it's something I've done even throughout all the aspects of my life. Right. Which is like find somebody that has a job that you want that's like immediate near you. Right. So if I'm, a, you know, breaking into the industry. I don't want to go talk to a VP or product because what they do on a day to day basis is not the same thing that, you know, somebody that just got into an APM or a senior PM will do. Right. Um, also, uh, you know, you want to get somebody that is in a kind of like a skip level. Right. So, you know, kind of like what is the bar that I am trying to, you know, what's the day to day? What's the bar that I'm trying to achieve? And then you want somebody at a at a exec level that's like can be a mentor sponsor for you to kind of move obstacles, get you on the right products, get you the right visibility, all that type of stuff. So that's really the advice that I give is like kind of PM your current, uh, or as my granddad says, audition for the job you wanted, the job that you have, yeah. right? Uh, so PM your current job, PM your life, right? So that can be, hey, I'm about to go build a new kitchen. So what does that look like, right? Or, hey, I'm, I am I need to go find a, a, a school for my kids, right? Uh, you know, what does that process look like? Uh, and then the, the last thing is kind of, yeah, I got this random ass idea that I've been kind of noodling around. Let me go walk through the PM process to, to qualify this idea. So 
So uh, I want to jump back into one of the things you said at the beginning of that, which is you went out and found, uh, when you declared yourself a, a chief product officer, you went out and found a mentor yourself. How did you go about finding that first person? What made you decide that they were the right person? How did you start working with them? Uh, LinkedIn. So I just looked at my network and saw somebody that was a product manager. It was like, yo, can you teach me how to be a PM? Uh, because at that time, I think it was like 2011, like PMs, like, like the, the notion of PM wasn't really codified. So at Microsoft, PM was like product marketing manager. Right? It was a program manager at the time, wasn't it? Right. But the actual name product manager was like, uh, analogous to a brand manager at like a CPG company. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you were literally like the, the CEO of a functional area, but it trended more towards marketing program manager at Microsoft is a product manager. But if I say program manager anywhere else, (laughs) right, it's like basically I'm a product manager that's only focused on delivery. Right. And so for me, it was just basically going through my network because Microsoft wasn't going to cut it, uh, going through (laughs) my network and figuring out like, uh, you know, who, who was in this space that I could respect, uh, that I knew had enough knowledge and could help me, you know, understand what all the requirements were to actually being a product manager and then be there for me as I had questions, you know, kind of along those, you know, as, as I matured and uh, throughout this, you know, kind of my career journey. Aside from just saying, hey, I know you and you're a product manager. Was there anything else about them? You know, what would you look for someone when you're trying to or how about now? What would you look for someone that you want as a, a mentor or a coach? Um. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, at that time, that's really all that I say. <laughs> yeah, yo, uh, I have no clue about being a product manager. Uh, and I really, really, really want to do this job right. And I want to do it well. So can you help, you know, give me the lay of the land? Because I have no clue what this actually means. Uh, now I'm a little, you know, I kind of hunt like a like a sniper versus a Marine, you know. And so <laughs> uh, right now I, I'm pretty self-aware. Uh, and, and I know what deficiencies I have as a, as a PM manager or PM leader. And so, you know, I, I go look at, look for folks that have had demonstrated expertise in that area. Uh, and that's either through talks, uh, through personal recommendations, uh, and, or, uh, just, just kind of knowing what they, what they've shipped, right? Like if I see a product that, that has been shipped that I think is dope, uh, then I'll try to find out who the PM was and, and just kind of go out and try to, you know, do, do a mind share if I can. So how easy was it? Um, you know, did you have lots of people just not respond or kind of say, sorry, I'm too busy or, um, were people generally quite willing to have a chat? Uh, yeah. I mean, people, to be honest, like I had a whole bunch of no's, but I mean, you know, that's with anything. Right. So, uh, I was, I was cool with that. Because, look, I mean, I get it, right? Like, who wants to, to help somebody unsolicited, right? And so so it did a couple things to me, right? Like, it made me uh, understand how to ask people things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the over time, I realized, like, you know, this, and even with myself, when people ask me for things, right? Like, I realized the types of questions or the types of uh, introductions people give, the ones that I answer more, which are like, hey... I've tried to do this thing and I didn't get the results or I got these results, but I'm trying to make it better. So can you, you know, I saw you did this one thing 
can you talk to me about, uh, you know, X, Y, Z about how you did it? Right. Because then it shows like, I'm not just taking, I'm actually giving, right. Whether that's a, a view or perspective or any of that type of stuff. And so for me, it was just like, you know, uh, uh, getting more, like I said, hunting like a, like a sniper versus a Marine. Actually, a good friend of mine, uh, Jules Walter, uh, he is the, uh, founder of Black PMs. He wrote a, uh, well, co-founder of Black PMs. He wrote a, uh, article about networking for introverts that, that basically like codifies this process, which is like, you know, you see somebody, you make a specific ask, very, very minute, and then you get them engaged. And so by the time, like, you get a bigger ask, then it is because you have a relationship, they're more apt to, to, to grant you that ask. So we've been talking about mentors, I think, but there's, I think we also interchangeably use the words mentor and coach. Is there a difference between the two things? Uh <sighs> I think so. And I think, I think the, the difference between the two is, uh, longevity and, and, and purpose and task, right? Mm-hmm. And so a coach is, is there for you, uh, at a, at a very finite point in your life, right? At least I think so, right? This is just my personal opinions. Uh, but a coach is there for, for a particular objective you know, a particular finite period in your life. I mean, a mentor can be, but, but at the end of the day, when I think of a mentor, I think of it like long-term. So the mentors I've had have been basically like, you know, for 10, 20 years where a coach, you know, it could be like a year or two. And it's, it's basically centered around a particular objective that I'm mm-hmm. trying to, trying to achieve. So I think that's kind of how I differentiate between the two. Um, and so, you know, for me, I've had many coaches, but very few mentors. When would you personally reach out to one or the other um, in different scenarios? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know for the entrepreneurial journey, right? Like, I have a coach that 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 is you know helping me understand how to be a better CEO, right? Right. Uh, mentor for me is like I think you know at, at the stage of what our company is, right? Like, it's it's a coach that's designed for a very specific purpose. A mentor for me is is somebody that is you know a little bit more general, uh, somebody I trust a little more, and I can open the kimono a little bit more, uh, and 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 get that person to guide me. Like my mentor told me to go get a coach, right? And so that was <laughs> right. kind of the, the, the way that that you know because a mentor is just kind of like a you know kind of a they've been there and done that, and they, and they can see all things, but they don't necessarily have the specific expertise to help me guide, to help guide me through whatever obstacles and challenges I may see. And so mm-hmm. that that's kind of the, the relationship between the two, at least for me in my life. You've been CEO at a couple of firms. Do you recommend to the people in your companies, the people that you hire, that they get coaching? Do you support them with mentoring and coaching? How does that work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because at the end of the day, right, like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like parenting, right? Like, do you want to tell your parents everything? Right. You know, so, <laughs> so for me, it's just like, yo, I want you to be at your best. You are a high performance machine, you know, uh, and so go get whatever resources you need to help build your own personal board of advisors. Uh, and, and that's the thing that I stress to anybody that I coach and mentor or whatever it is. Right. It's like you need to have those folks in your corner that are a hundred percent invested in the, your success, because if you have that, then that translates to success on the job as well. 
Uh, and so the thing that the thing that we preach at Maroxa is like, yo, everybody here has a fiduciary responsibility uh, as an owner to make sure that you're bringing your, your best to the table every single day. Right. And sometimes like that can be initiated by me. But a lot of that time is like, you know, as a, as a leader to give strategy and vision and all that type of stuff. But a lot of that, because we're remote first, is, is personal autonomy. Right. And so you need to have your group of folks around you that know you best, know how you communicate, know how you work, know your, you know, kind of motivations and all that type of stuff. They need to be in your corner and we will help facilitate that, whether it's, you know, a commercial agreement or paid or if it's something that is like you need help crafting that. And so that's kind of what we do uh, as far as like helping our, 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 you know, the employees and people that I have like, build that type of, of, of team around them. Do you think that there's um, uh, more of a need for that mentor or coach role within the product management career development side of things? Because it's not something that you learn at university or, you know, might be might be now because I think there are now courses in product management, but it's such a kind of new... A, a kind of new role that you don't necessarily, or you you can't learn academically if you like. Yeah. So you need to learn it on the job. So there's more of a need for that kind of mentor or coach role, or do you think there's as much of a need for a designer or an engineer to have that outside influence as well? Yeah, I mean there there is there is no shortage of shitty PMs, right? And so, <laughs> so, so yes, there is a need for 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 mentors because, and again, like you know, we touched upon it in the the opening statement. But PM means a lot to to different people, right? Like, even took me a while to understand after having multiple jobs as as different as different types of PM to understand, like, okay, well, this is what it actually means. Like, I know personally that looking at at uh, you know AB experiments and optimizing for growth is not the type of PM that I want to be. But there are, you know, schools and people that really, really, really love that stuff. And that's just not for me, right? Like, I, you know, I just know that I can do it, but it's just not something I'm going to be the world's greatest at. Now, on the flip side, you know, I realized very early on that, like, platform, technical PM, like, that's my jam. So you're not going to find anybody on this earth that knows how to be a better platform PM than, than me, right? Like, you know, I'm going to puff my chest out and put that out there 100%. But the way that I got there was that, like, uh, I had people that that I respected that were in that role and things like that to help come and teach me how to do that. So a lot of it is about self-awareness, but a lot of it is, like, trying different things out, finding mentors, finding coaches to help you navigate to understand what what the job actually entails, uh, because, you know, you get a lot of these folks that go to like product school or, you know, general assembly and all this stuff. And they think like that is the only way that you can be a PM. And here's the thing. Like I wrote the curriculum at GA. So <laughs> I know, right. Like, you know, I help do all this stuff. So I know what's there. It's just like there's so many aspects other than just like here's a feature. Understand how this is going to be successful that goes into PM and like you need somebody there to help guide you through those things. Right. Like it it, is not something even, even, even if a school kind of like gives you a a course or university gives you a course in PM, 
there's so many different types of PM that that you wouldn't like that. That's literally like two, three years of your life that, that you have to learn how to do. Right. Like mm-hmm. what school is teaching you how to like GA or product school is not teaching you about legal agreements. Right. They're not mm-hmm. teaching you about stakeholder management. They're not teaching you how to do uh, project management, which is just important as you know, PM is if I think about it. Right. Like PM is about strategy, vision, uh project management is about execution and delivery. And so like when you go to these places, they're divorced of the two. But if I went to a school, I would only think like, oh, I just come up with a feature and do some user testing and like all this other stuff, right? Like, and you know, how do you write a PRD? How do you communicate uh, the different levels of PRD to, to your stakeholders up and down the, the chain, right? Like, how do you have an engineering kickoff, right? Like, you know, all this stuff that, that you know, we just do on a day-to-day basis, that like you don't really get in an academic context, right? And so, so you need mentors to help show you exactly what this thing uh, entails. Because honestly, like I get a lot of folks is like, "Oh, I want to do what you do," and I literally tell them, "It's like, yeah, I don't know if you really think that that you know what this is." Uh, <laughs> and, and once I tell them that, they're like, "Oh wow, I have to lo- know all of this." I thought it was just like, you know, coming up with ideas and and seeing them through, and it's like, nah. <laughs> you, got, you got you have a, a, a ton more things uh, that you need to do uh, to, to, to to get things going. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you need coaches and mentors to, to help give you. And I wish there were more people out there that that coach folks, because like the other part is, is that's just an IC level. Imagine what at a manager level, right, where I've had, you know, 20, 30 PMs, 40 PMs underneath me. Right. Like that's tough. And to understand the levels, that's why I said, I know firsthand there's no shortage of shitty PMs out here. <laughs> they all need coaches and managers and, you know, and, and you know, uh, mentors and people that can help them on their journey. So I'm curious, if the world I come out of here in the, based out of London, I see coaches and mentors being invested in by companies for people at that head of director VP level. I don't see it happening so much at the individual contributor level. Yeah, is it different where you are? I mean, because I, no. obviously they the investment's totally needed at every step of the ladder. Yeah, no, it's not different because at that point, like you, you want your head of or your director to be the person that is, you know, being the mentor and the coach for, you know, the ICs, right? But I mean, I, I feel like that needs to change uh, because that can only scale so much, right? And then. Honestly, it's kind of a conflict of interest, right? Like, you know, you, you, you want the person to struggle a little bit and, 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 you know, try things and all that, but that, that's kind of at odds with like business performance expectations, right? And so, you know, it, it, like a lot of people, they haven't figured out what that balance is. So they need to have external coaching and mentoring, uh, so that they can, you know, get the best out of their, out of their 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 you know the the PMs that they have on staff, and I know when I'm hiring out my product team, I was looking for people who can fill the gaps that I can too. So who's going to be a culture ad and a knowledge ad to the team? So I can't necessarily coach them or mentor them on the things that uh, they're stronger in than me, but I want them to continue to get better at that stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I think that's fair too, right? Like you don't want to. Like, I, you know, we would love to say everybody's good at everything, but like, you know, business isn't about participation trophies, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you, you want that person that you hire to be at their best. And if you're not at that, at, you know, at an expert level to help them or, or guide them, 
then yeah, you know, put your ego aside and go find a, a coach or mentor that is better than you than that so that you can, you know, uh, all kind of reach your personal and professional goals. So we've talked a bit about, you know, what makes a good mentor, but if you want to be a good mentor, what kind of things would you be expected to to do? How can you be the best possible mentor for someone? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with, with, with product management in general, right? It's like, People are self-appointed experts and they don't understand, they don't have that empathy gene inside of them, right? And so that translates from being a good product manager, right, to to also being a good mentor. So if you don't understand yourself and what you're good at, you can't tell anybody else, you know, understand what they're good at and areas that they need to improve. So it starts off with with empathy for self-awareness, the empathy for the person that you're trying to serve and help. Right. And so, you know, once you get that, then, I, you know, I, I, I think it helps you be a better mentor, period. Because then, like I said, you're, you're, you're very focused on these are the things that I can help you with. And I've identified these areas for you. I can help you with two of them. But these three, I'm going to refer you to somebody else. Right. Like people just need to, to, to understand, like, yo, I'm not an expert at everything. There's literally no way that I could be an expert at everything. But a good mentor will say like, hey, you know, I know other people. So the other part is beyond empathy, you need to have uh, a good network as well. And 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 people that you can refer and bring in that, that are like, look, you know, I'm not asking you this for every PM that I that I get introduced to. But like, I think this person is special. Can you help them, you know, provide advice and things like that? And so empathy and networking, uh, having a good network. Are, are the two things I think are, you know, uh, uh, required or requisite for somebody to be a good mentor. And what do you get out of mentoring? Why would you want to get into it and, and uh, give your time freely for that? Yeah, I mean, I, especially for me, like, I can count on probably one hand, uh, two hands, got some fingers left over the amount of like, black PM leadership that I've come across in my career, right? Like, I've literally been the only one for, for years. I mean, it's okay, but like, I want to see other folks get in, into this. You know, it's like, it's not every day that you can go make a million dollars as a, for a job, right? And you're not like an athlete or entertainer. And like, once you get into these, these upper echelons of, you know, director of product, senior director, head of product, VP, whatever, like, there's life changing money, life changing opportunity for people to go do. And it's like, you know, I get asked all the time, like, hey, do you know somebody that would be a director for this or a director for that? And it's like, I would love to, to refer people that look like me. And so for me, it's, it's, it's something that uh, this is why I mentor and, and help people understand how to design their PM career, even from PM1 or, you know, associate PM all the way up. So that way uh, they, they can put themselves in, in position to get these types of opportunities, right? That's what you get out of mentoring. What about for other people? Why would you advise them to give of their time? What What do you think generically people uh, should be looking to get out of mentoring? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like if, if you can teach something, it helps you be better at your job, right? And so that's something that that I think it gets gets people out of the job. But the other thing, too, is, is like just from a human aspect, it's not a zero-sum game, right? Mm-hmm. Like. At the end of the day, people always look like, oh, if I train this person, they're eventually going to take my job. And it's like, you know, it's kind of a, 
<laughs> a whole world way of thinking, right? It's like, yo, there's so much opportunity out here for any and everybody. Uh, you know, just just help help the the culture, the PM culture. Right? I'm not even talking about just like black PMs, right? Like I, I preface all of this with like, yo, there's a bunch of shitty PMs out there, right? And so like it just just if you have expertise, we need to raise the bar as far as like what is a PM culture? Because like look, at the end of the day, uh, PMs are still not very respected, especially inside of technical organizations, right? Like some places have strong PM culture, some other places don't, right? And so until there's this like collective need for PMs to be seen as essential, like they'll go get engineers all day, they'll get designers all day, you know, all that stuff. But PM, they're like, oh, wait, 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 no, 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 you're just going to get in the way. You're going to make me do things I don't want to do. There's more documentation. You're going to make me like, you know, be in Jira for 60% of my day. And like, that's not really what we do. Right. And so uh, and, and what the funny thing is, is like, that's what nascent a lot of PMs think that their job is. Right. But at the end of the day, if you if you understand the person that you're serving and understand the problem, you're actually scoping the problem down so people aren't doing more work than they need to, right? Like that's a that's that's really kind of a mind flip for a lot of new PMs, right? They're just like, oh, I'm cranking out features, I'm cranking out ideas, and it's like, oh, not, that's not really what your job is. And so, for people that I ask to mentor other PMs, it's it's really under this guise of. I think you're an expert in this area. Let's let's level up our collective knowledge so that the the the, the culture of PM can be respected inside of our organizations. So when you're establishing that relationship or that dynamic between mentor and mentee, should you seek some diversity in uh, in who you're establishing those relationships with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you want to you want to seek diversity and expertise. Uh, you want to see diversity in perspective and experience, right? Like, you know, uh, and then you want to seek diversity in just like the makeup of the people that, that you have, right? And so, I mean, just be honest, right? Like I, I am a, you know, a cis black male, right? And I have a, from America, from Chicago, right? Like, I have a, a unique perspective as to how I think about things, right? And so you kind of take all those intersectionalities and it's like, that's what makes me, you know, how I attack problems and, and execute and all that type of stuff. All those things that I mentioned essentially like, like make up how I go after things, right? And so sometimes having just broader perspectives give me a, you know, from people that have wildly different experiences, right? Like, you want to have that because it helps you think about how to solve problems in a, in a different way. Um, and, and again, like I said, the, the number one tool that any PM has is empathy, right? And, and, you know, our job is to deliver customer value. It's, it like PM should be a thankless job, but you know, somewhere somebody wrote like PM is a CEO of a functional product area, right? And like everybody believes that, but at the end of the day, uh, it, it is literally you're, you're a customer service, right? And 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 you need to understand who your customer is, what they want, and having you know broader perspectives as to how to build the best solution for that person is only going to help you at the end of the day. I love that. I, I usually describe our role as middle management with fancy titles, but no, man, you, know, you got you got to have a, a little bit. That's what I said, like. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to elevate what PM culture is because a lot of people think that, right? Like they think you're either a dictator 
or 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 basically like a glorified middle manager, right? But like at the end of the day, we are the shit umbrella. We are mm-hmm. the the you know first line of defense for uh you know what is actually going to get done and how it's communicated in an organization, right? Like like you know, people aren't, depending on where you're at, a lot of folks aren't going to engineering managers to ask that information. They come to the PM and the PM has to, you know, kind of broadcast and multicast that, that information out, right? And so that's why we have to, to you know, elevate our culture because we, you know, we got all these like weirdo tropes that are out there about what we actually do. But it's, it's like, we have 8,000 jobs, but we have to communicate it like it's a singular vision and a singular responsibility. Yeah, I don't mean it in a bad way, but in most organizations, we're not at the top, we're not at the bottom, we're somewhere in the middle. We have a job that is uh, needs us to communicate at all levels and be able to work at all levels, but you have to recognize where you're sitting and how to influence, and that's the yep. really the, the key yep. thing. Um, but going back to that, um, there can be some real questions about power dynamics when you're dealing with mentors with people more senior than you or when you're acting as a mentor to, to people more junior than you. And there's a, a really good question that, really, that you put into our, our, our prep doc about should you always agree with your mentor or coach? What do you think about that? Uh, absolutely not. I mean, the best <laughs> advice I, I've, I've gotten over, over my years is to never take advice from people. Uh, which is odd that I'm telling people how to give advice. Right? Like, uh, but at the end of the day, right? Like, like they don't understand. Like, no matter how honest and transparent you are with your mentor, right? They just have a separate set of exp- and this goes back to Lily's previous question, which is like, yo, do you need to have diverse perspectives? At the end of the day, it's on you to make that decision. And um, you know, regardless of you know how applicable their experience are is right, like the the mentor. You just never know what all went into making a decision for them, right? And then if you, even if you ask the most pointed questions, right? Like there's always going to be something that 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 they took into account to help them make a decision that you know may or may not be applicable to your direct uh, situation. So, I, you know, for me, it's just kind of like yes, disagree, push back because you want to get to a point where you're comfortable and deciding things for yourself. And sometimes that may be at odds as to what a mentor uh, mentor says and does over the course of time. So have you had in your kind of all your experience of being a mentor and being a mentee, uh, have you had any kind of examples of advice that you received or situations that really, really explain or an example of why it's so important to have that relationship? Yeah. Uh, So before I joined Heroku, uh, I had never been a director of product before, like at at a large organization. All right. And so uh, I had reached out to a friend of mine, same Sanjay Pandey. He is, well, he was the uh, vice president of product over at Capital One. Uh, and he VP of product at AWS and like some other places before. And I just asked him like, hey, what, you know, kind of what, what what should I be thinking about? Uh, what How should I, you know, do all this stuff? And I, honestly, like his his first thing was um, he, he he told me to, write down my PM process. I had never done that before. Right. So how do I get from, 
idea to, to execution. All right. And the reason why he told me to do that was, uh, so that way, because all PM led driven organizations, there usually isn't a standard way as to how they do things. And you writing your process down will help you realize like, number one, help you navigate, you know, kind of like how to do things, especially in organizations that are pretty, pretty chaotic. Uh, but the other thing too is, is like, you basically start uh, uh, building up like playbooks as to like, yo, in this scenario, this is how I did things. I actually gave a talk about this, uh, I think, a couple years ago. Remember, we can go to conferences and talk. <laughs> like a foreign concept. Um, but yeah, I, I had given a talk about like, yo, use playbooks or something like that, right? But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like that has helped me immensely uh, because, I mean, PM means so much to different people, but I know it exactly what it means to me. And like, this is how I get my job done, regardless of what's in place, because now I can just plop into any organization uh, and then basically kind of figure out, you know, how to get things done without, you know, plugging in whatever system that they use or whatever. But I still have my own process that kind of helps me, gu that guides me to get things done. Um, I would say the, the the second piece of information that I got that was uh, really good, especially at a leadership level that I don't think a lot of folks do uh, is be explicit about how you communicate with folks and, and what their communication styles are. Like whenever I join a team, you know, uh, I basically send out a survey like, yo, I am DeVars. I am your leader. This is how I like to talk. This is, you know, how I like to communicate in, in good times. This is how I like to communicate in bad times. This is where you can find me. I'm more available via text than I am Slack, right? Like all this type of stuff, right? Like, you know, I prefer to, you know, when you when you talk to me, don't give me a shit sandwich, right? Like, tell me exactly what you need. I don't need the, you know, kind of wrappers around it, right? Like, this is, you know, but you, you start building this 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 kind of database for your team, and it helps you, you know, have better better communication uh, with them, right? Um, especially with people that you're going to be interacting with on a day to day basis. Again, my number one weapon is empathy, so I need to understand who I'm serving and how they need to be served in order to, to do the best job that I can. Um, and then the third thing is, is just like, be excellent, right? Like, you know, there's any number of things that you can do, but like figure out what you need to do and just nail the fuck out of it, right? Like understand what your success metrics are and just do that, right? <laughs> like all of the other stuff and, you know, just 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 be good at your job, right? Like you'll... you'll You'll figure out, like, you know, how you can navigate, you know, employee groups and, like, all the other stuff. But, like, you know, if you're employed by somebody, like, just just, just be great at your job. Uh, the thing that I do personally I give advice about is, like, just say yes to everything for six months because you'll figure it out from there. Uh, and, 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 like, you'll see, number one, you'll, you'll get more exposure to, to more parts of the organization. Number two, you'll get, uh, you know, you'll start building relationships and trust with people because they can see somebody, you see you're somebody that is reliable uh, and, and your go-to person is, you know, eager and earnest to, to help, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you just, you figure out in six months what you don't want to do. And that's probably the most important thing. So those are the three pieces of advice that, that I've gotten and that I've given to, to other folks. That's really awesome. Thank you so much. Really helpful advice. I'm sure I'm going to be taking some of that as well and applying it and probably giving it to a few people 
tape. All right, just just uh, give me my uh, give me my credit. That's all. Just be yeah. like, yeah, Mark Brown. You know, so <laughs> like, listen to the podcast. <laughs> right, 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 right. Proper attribution. That's all we need. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. I hope you all have a, a very happy holidays and a happy new year. The product experience is the first and the best podcast from Mind the Product. Our hosts are me, Lily Smith. And me, Randy Silver. Lou Ron Pratt is our producer and Luke Smith is our editor. Our theme music is from Hamburg-based band POW. That's P-A-U. Thanks to Arnie Kittler, who curates both Product Tank and MTP Engage in Hamburg, and who also plays bass in the band for letting us use their music. You can connect with your local product community via Product Tank, regular free meetups in over 200 cities worldwide. If there's not one near you, maybe you should think about starting one. To find out more, go to mindtheproduct.com forward slash product tank. <laughs>